Hey everyone, this is Parent Like an Athlete, episode two. You're here with me, Otis, and my co-host, Gemma. <laughs> I thought you were going to say beautiful wife. Um, yes, she's my beautiful wife <laughs> and co-host. And uh, yeah, you know, what we're doing here is reacting to Reddit stories on parenting and uh, hopefully providing some insightful thoughts something that's going to help you guys maybe not necessarily uh parent to the best of your ability but maybe give you some ideas get your your juices flowing and hopefully just have some fun yeah at the very least maybe we'll give you a laugh we're starting with fun <laughs> and if we're if we're helpful then then like that's bonus. bonus yeah that's bonus <laughs> okay so today we have three reddit stories that we are going to read for you and react to and the first one is any of you parents take solo time off? The second one is, when did you stop hating your dog postpartum or post-pregnancy? <laughs> I'm not sure what PP means. I guess it, uh, who knows? I guess it could mean either. It could be both. Post-pregnancy. And then third, my wife doesn't let me comfort our baby. Uh, we, yeah, these all sound <laughs> interesting. We'll see how interesting they are. And uh, yeah, we're going to jump in right now with the first one. Gemma, I'm going to let you read this. Okay. She doesn't have her glasses on, so it, it Okay, go. I got it, I got it. Okay, any of you parents take solo time off? My wife's offering to take the kiddo for a couple of days, and I can take two days to myself. I'd book a hotel and just have time for myself. Anyone do this? I feel so guilty doing this, but at the same time, I've been so burnt out and my wife's been extremely supportive and just wants me to get some time for myself to reset. Has anyone done this? What did you do and how did you feel? All right. You want to start it off? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that is super nice of his wife to suggest that. And if she is suggesting it and is genuinely okay with it, then I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's, um, you know, probably healthy if a, if a parent is burnt out for them to take a break, to step away for a little bit, to reset, to recharge, so they can come back and give the, you know, full selves to their family and, uh, yeah, and have that reset. I think that's I think that's really great. Um, and he should definitely take her up on that. But I think that it also has to be reciprocated. Like if he is, if she's going to do that for him, you know, maybe he can do that for her, or maybe do something else for her that you know would would give her that that mental health break as well, that time to focus on herself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the question, I mean, any of you parents take solo time off, I feel like every parent takes, I mean, you know, I shouldn't say every, I mean, I'm sure some, well, Hey, bathroom break, breaks count as solo time <laughs> off, right? And I guess some parents aren't able to have that, that privacy time alone, uh, away from their kids. But no, I, I think that you know, a lot of people most likely find some type of solo time off. I don't, I don't know really what time off means in the concept of being a parent. I mean, I'll say that, you know, Friday nights for me are nights where I get to decide how I want to spend my time, but the baby's sleep at that point. Now I just got back from San Francisco for a work trip and it was, it was, it was weird. I mean, it was like, I'm not helping put our child to bed. I'm not around and I've got this like time to myself and I went to go see a movie and it was pretty dope. Like it was great. I saw Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, highly recommend. <laughs> and, and, you know, I felt, if I felt like this is, this is pretty cool. So, I mean, for us, I think what we do is, you know, say maybe like on a Friday, you might go to Soho House to the pool with uh, some friends or maybe Saturday I might say, hey, I want to go see this movie and 
maybe it's a scary movie that she wouldn't want to watch anyway. So then I'll go check out a movie like on Saturday afternoon and it's a little bit easier because it's not like actual work that needs to be done. So, you know, it's just spending time with our son and, you know, it's not necessarily, we, we both like to spend time with him on the weekends uh, when we when we're free from work, but you know, we're, we're not, it's not necessary that we're both there. So I think in that regard, we'll take some time off. A couple of days, though, it sounds like a lot. Like, this, for this to be a regular kind of deal. Yeah. And I think if you're practicing, um, you know, having regularly, like, you know, you get a few hours here, I get a few hours here, you probably don't need a couple of days off, you know? Unless it's like something like, you know, you were going to go to this conference in San Francisco. Um, and I also think that that, I think as a, as a one-off, it actually has like, it can be really beneficial. I mean, I think for me, I was probably a little bit nervous about you going, but I really wanted you to go at the same time. Like I really wanted you to feel like you could go and leave and, you know, do something that was going to fulfill you. Um, you know, I, I was a little nervous. I was like, oh gosh, like what if he has a meltdown and I have to do it Not me, the baby. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to clarify, not you. Um, but it was actually really great. Like it was actually, um, it gave me a lot of confidence um, and it was really great spending that time with him. But, you know, I was also very grateful when you came back, you know, because I was exhausted. <laughs> sure sure yeah uh i'm just gonna jump into these comments real quick so i see i have taken entire vacations by myself without my kids while they stayed with their dad and then someone else wrote wow where did you go how was that like that's a, okay for sure um i've actually seen this um throughout some of the other reddit posts where parents will go on solo vacations that's a little weird. That's yeah. that's a little weird. I don't know how I'd feel about that if you were like, I'm going on a week's vacation. Like that's... Yeah. Yeah. It's that's super weird. But people people do that. So if you're one of those weirdos doing it, hey, go for it if, if it works for you. <laughs> Who are we to judge? I mean, we are judging, but like so does everyone else. So uh We're just doing it publicly. At the end of the day, <laughs> you do you. Do you boo boo? Um, okay. So that was a good start, right? Yeah. yeah. So in conclusion, I think solo time is good, but I think you can do it little and often. So you don't, I think like, yeah, if you, if you need like a week off from your family, like that's maybe a little alarming, but yeah. And then I guess for me to conclude it, I would say, I want to know how, old these people's kids are um or kid is it i get the impression that it's a little early for this guy to be burnt out and so the questions that i have around him being burnt out are like well why are you burnt out exactly i mean i feel like i need more detail just because there i think there are aspects of parenting that can definitely like get you tired exhausted or whatever but that's like, there's so many opportunities to optimize, mm -hmm. you know, like with us, like figuring out how to optimize the, the sleep schedule, the nap schedule, uh, you know, like just the very, the very simple things like, okay, we both work from home, but, you know, stopping starting work to tend to our son is not super helpful for me. So it's like, well, let me just like time block you know, a big portion of time where, where it's just like, I'm going to work on things that don't require a whole lot of, you know, deep diving with my mind, a whole lot of creativity. And, and then, so I'm going to like bookend where I I'm, I'm working with him with our son earlier in the day. And then in the early afternoon, like, so I, he has like a little two hour nap and then I'm going to work with him when he wakes up. And then after that, I'm just going to just not think about him. And like, I'm, I'm literally going to go to another floor in our home. I might go to a co-working space. 
but it's it's just easier for me to not feel drained if I don't have to do the stop, start, stop, start. And, you know, we're all like kind of like doing it where it's like, well, it's a team effort. Well, sometimes doing the team effort for the sake of being, having a team effort is just really draining because no one's able to actually get any momentum with their work. And if you don't have momentum with your work, then you're frustrated. And that frustration leads to more thinking and all that thinking just leads to brain drain. So, yeah, um, I'd, I'd love to see what this guy's like schedule looks like, because I feel like there's some opportunities for improvement there. That's an athlete term for you non-athletes out there. Although I feel like Wait, what's an athlete term? Opportunities for improvement. Oh, sounds like my report card at school. <laughs> yeah, we used to get these things called like we call them OFIs, op opportunities for improvement. And anytime someone did something wrong, uh, say you missed your assignment, you were late, uh, you got in trouble in, in class or whatever, uh, you'd get assigned an OFI. And the after practice, so you're already tired after practice, the coach would basically take you through conditioning drills. So like you're running up and down the field, then you're doing bear crawls up and down the field. Oh man. And then you're doing like crab walks up and down the field. And you know, it's, it's that sounds awful. really fun to watch your friends have to go through <laughs> Ophi's. Uh, not fun when you're doing it yourself. Okay. So, so that was fun. Uh, all right. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, we have to let you know that, you know, this is a, a channel on YouTube you're watching and we would love it if you would like and subscribe, like this video, subscribe to our channel. Um, I will say that subscribing doesn't matter that much. I mean, if you like this video, YouTube knows it and they're going to send you more of our stuff. But if you subscribe, it'll just make us feel good. It's like, yeah, we'll feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. It's like, we know someone out there loves us <laughs> or even just likes us. Right. Someone <laughs> like loves us besides people in this house. Um, <laughs> no, we're not desperate for your love. But hey, if you want to share it, a uh, great way to we'll do take it, it is to subscribe. Okay. So for our next Reddit story, uh, this one is a good one. When did you stop hating your dog, PP? And here goes the story. I can't stand my dog. She's the sweetest dog ever. She'll be the perfect dog for a child, but I can't stand her since giving birth. I don't feel that way about my other dog and cat. She's always been kind of stupid. She was impossible to potty train, destroyed everything in sight until about age three. I've had dogs my all my life. This dog has made me decide I'll never get another after mine pass. We literally bought a house in an attempt to find a solution to the potty training and anxiety. It worked. We have a tree down and fence down, so they can't use the dog door right now. My other dog is doing fine, but this one will literally wander around outside for 30 minutes and come inside and piss on my floor an hour later. She's constantly under your feet, thinking you might drop a crumb of food. She's just an airhead. I know I won't feel as strongly once the fence goes back up, but I'm five months PP and I literally can't stand her. Our relationship has always been rocky, but I've never actually disliked her. When can I expect to stop feeling like this? Okay. So um, I'm just going to say that, I don't blame this woman for feeling the way she feels. I think that uh, it is a lot of work trying to deal with a newborn, raise a newborn, feed a newborn, understand what's going on with the newborn. And, you know, having dogs, look, it, it's definitely her responsibility. She got the dogs, whatever. Um, but people change, people grow and, and when circumstances as significant as having a kid enter into the space, then you start looking for opportunities to 
make room uh, for for yourself to have some time, like outside of this whole job of walking a dog, cleaning up it, cleaning up its messes, you know, taking it to get the like it to the groomer. I mean, like the the actual job of taking a dog to a groomer when you have a newborn, it's it's like Mission Impossible. It's a yeah. whole it's a whole nother thing. Like you, you like whatever little sliver of time you have during the day that's free now goes to some dog task that is like, that that's not going to help you get more sleep, not going to help you get your, your work done. It's just, it just needs to get done and don't dare hire someone to come by the house because they're going to mark that up like 50%, 100%, right? Pandemic times. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I don't, and I, I don't, I, so I guess the question is, when did you stop hating your dog? I never start. So we have, I'll let you, we, yeah. We had had two dogs and we do not have them anymore uh, since having a child because I mean, kind of for everything that you just outlined, I mean, it is those, those days of the newborn are crazy. Um, they were my dogs from a previous relationship and it just got to the point where like we did not have time to take care of them. Like, and I think like I can totally relate to this woman because when you're in those first few months, you know, you're breastfeeding, you're pumping, you're, you know, you're trying to sleep, you're trying to, you know, every few days it might be nice to take a shower, like every spare you know, five to 10 minutes of time to yourself is really precious. And when you have dogs and like, you need to feed them and take them out. And with our dogs, they, you know, one of them had a lot of medication that he had to take constantly. And it was, it was nonstop and something had to give and it was the dogs that went. Um, and I, I feel really good about our decision. You know, I, um, I don't regret it. It was a very hard decision to make, but I think for our family, it was the best decision. So the question as to when am I going to stop feeling like this? You might never stop feeling like that. And that's okay. And it might just be the best thing to do to find the dog a new home. Hopefully it's a really cute dog because it's not that easy to rehome dogs. It's not. It's not. Uh, but we had some super cute ones. And we had a great dog walker that actually we we worked on a over several months and uh she she took the dogs and it worked out really well for everyone she's very happy she loves them. them she loves them and why wouldn't she yeah they're great they're dogs. Great dogs they're great they're great dogs if you have nothing else to do other than just follow them around <laughs> Take when i say them, them i mean the the, i mean one of them the other one he didn't even want to see you it was great <laughs> didn't want to see you let me out like once maybe twice a day yeah, one of them had... Uh, Don't really care. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Wally. Anyway, um, <laughs> the other one, eh. Aww. Oh, he snapped at my baby, you know. That's, uh, that's, mm, did we yeah. mention that? He no, was, we didn't was, mention that. He was violent that. towards children. Yeah, that was, he was, yeah. he was not going to mesh well with our baby. So, so whoever, so the people out there who were like watching this and like, you guys are horrible. I, he snapped at my baby and he snapped at at her niece, like. I mean, our, our baby. I mean, <laughs> yes. He snapped at our baby. Our baby. And also. And her niece. Yeah. Like. I guess technically it's your niece too. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> her sister's daughter. <laughs> yes, and. Uh, so we had to go. Yeah, that was a problem. Anyway, well, I almost said, I almost said RIP, but he's alive. So <laughs> he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Okay. Uh, all right. So here we go, y'all. Uh, this is our last question. Um, I'm going to let Gemma read it. Okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. This is a good one. My wife doesn't let me comfort our baby. My wife says she is our one-year-old baby boy's safe place slash person. 
So when he gets hurt by crawling to a table or he twists his fingers while turning, tossing or crawling and my instincts tell me I must comfort him, I don't know, kiss him, show him he's okay, carry him, hug him, maybe sing to him, let him know he is safe and cared for, I quickly do it like anyone should do. But my wife takes him from me stating that she is a safe place person. I give the baby to her. By doing so, I feel sad, lonely, deprived and angry at her. I'm afraid that my baby learns that he can count, that he can only count on his mother and I'm not reliable, damaging our bond. Wow. Okay. This person needs to, that was all one sentence. I was struggling to read it because I was like, where's the pause? (laughs) (laughs) Am I being childish? Is she right? Or should I keep comforting him? What would be the best thing for the baby? I think the best thing for the baby would be to have two parents that he feels comfortable and safe with. Um, I think that it sounds like the wife is obviously going through something. She's maybe got, um, I don't know if it's control issues or if she's got some postpartum or if she doesn't trust her husband, like what the issue is. But I think that she needs to, her husband needs to be empowered to be able to take care of the child as well. I think that's very important. Um, you know, you both need to be able to take care of the baby because you both, one person can't be around 24 seven. Yeah. So I, obviously I don't know this woman and what's going on in her head, but I would say that her behavior is really out of control. Uh, I can't even believe this man is asking the question, am I being childish? Is she right? Or should I keep comforting him? Dude, I mean, I'm glad if he, if there's a doubt in your mind, then I'm glad he's asking someone, but there shouldn't be a doubt in your mind. But unfortunately there is, I think this is something that happens a lot because the way um fathers are frequently treated as non-essential uh it's a it's a thing that that i noticed a lot of talking to one talking to men uh in the lead up to having a son they're like oh you know you don't really worry about doing anything in the beginning like that's you know all the woman you know your wife takes care of that whatever and that was like a lot of guys said that to me and I was just like, wow, this is weird. Yeah. It's pretty shocking. And, and then the other part is there's tons of just marketing out there, uh, social media videos, all kinds of stuff where, where a lot of, um, the parenting advice, it comes from the vantage point of a woman, a woman's perspective. Uh, so much of the, of the primary parenting commentators, are women and and the way it's kind of presented is is that like yeah the the father is secondary and and in 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 some cases unfortunately i think parents um can find themselves some parents can find them find themselves trying to compete with the other parent you know it's like this desperate desire for like this child to love you more uh, than the other, right? And it sounds crazy, but I know there are people out there who like have these issues. And so it sounds like she's legit, like literally competing for like favorite parent, which is weird. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Know. And I think it's, I mean, to your point about there, there are unfortunately a lot of dads who have that attitude of, oh, you know, it's it's all the mom for the first couple of years. Like, I'll come in when, like, you know, all the hard stuff is out of the way. And I think it's great that this guy obviously is going against that and his instinct is to be there for his kid, to be a part of his kid's life from the, you know, from the get-go. And I think that that should be applauded and encouraged. And any woman that is rejecting that, like 
what is going on, girl? Like, you know, you want all the help that you can get. Like, I mean, I have a lot of friends who would be ecstatic about that, you know, if they're, if, you know, and wish that their partners would do more and be more involved. And I think that that's probably pretty common. Um, and yeah, this guy should, he should absolutely stand up for himself in this situation. And I think it's probably a, a touchy subject. I mean, I don't know what's going on with her. Like, you know, does she have issues from her past that, you know, are making her like, is she just very protective over the baby? Like, is, you know, has she got some kind of anxiety, some kind of depression. So it's definitely something that should be handled with care, but yeah, I think this guy needs to fight for what he believes in. And ultimately that will benefit the child because the child needs to know that his dad is there for him and loves him, you know, and what better way than to. <laughs> All right. We had some te technical difficulties back there. Not really sure where you left off. Oh, uh, where did when, I leave off? When the video went. Yeah, when the camera dead. just went, woo. Um, yeah, I was just saying, like, I think this guy needs to stick to his guns, follow his instincts, to be there for his kid. And I think um, a lot of women would really appreciate that. And there's obviously something going on with his wife on a deeper level where she is not um, – allowing him to be there for for the kid so i think that that needs to be explored and handled probably with a little bit of care but um ultimately he definitely needs to push for being able to share the responsibility of his child i mean he's the child's father so yeah 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 and you know i said we have three uh three stories but i decided like we should have another one. Oh, okay all right because this one reminded me of another story that i wanted to talk about last week and then i just kind of forgot so uh this one's called my husband and my son have grown apart and my husband is taking it really hard my son one and a half years old year old has grown <laughs> so distant with my husband and my husband is getting really hurt about it. Like when my husband tries to pick him up, he will scream and run away. My son has always preferred me, but he's a breastfed baby. So that's to be expected. The problem is I can see my husband detaching more and more. The past week or so he has little patient. He has had little patience and just not spending much time with the little guy. He used to start fresh every day. But lately, any little thing my son does sets the mood for the rest of the day. I can't even imagine what type of rejection, uh, what, uh, what that type of rejection feels like. Sorry, y'all. I'm looking at some tiny print here. But I also believe that with parenting, you get what you give. I just don't know how to help them bond. I'm worried if I point it out, it will come off as condescending. I can't remember the last time he sat down with no distraction and played with my son. It hurts me for both of them as I want them to have an amazing bond. I know my husband does too. Also, it's so draining being the only parent the child comes to. And then some additional info. It seems like my son is just going through some uh, some stuff in general, sleep regression and separation anxiety potentially. We're also going through a tough time financially, so I know that stress will be affecting my husband as well. Is this a normal thing? Should I just wait it out? Should I say something? Any advice would be amazing. What do you think? That's tough. Um, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot going on here in this situation, but um, I feel like the, it's kind of on the dad to to make a bit more of an effort and to try and find ways to bond with this kid. Cause I think that the kid needs both parents. Um, you know, I can appreciate that it's, it's hard when, you know, the baby is obviously like going towards one parent more than another. Um, you know, and I think that 
I've probably felt that a little bit sometimes because, you know, with our son, you know, you're very close with him and, you know, you have a, a, a bond and when he's mad or upset, like you're just really great at calming him down and you do a better job of it than I do. And, you know, sometimes I get mad at myself and frustrated and, you know, feel like, why can't I do that? Why can't I calm him down? You know? And I, I get worked up about it and I, you know, and I have to sometimes just take a minute and, you know, take a breath and just kind of come back to it. And, but I think at the end of the day, it's really great that you can do that right now. And I'm getting better at doing that. And I just think that you have got to keep trying. Right. And I think that, um, something that we were talking about earlier when you went on the trip to San Francisco, like that was something that I was a little bit nervous about, but I think it was actually really good for me because, you know, I, I can do it and like, I am capable of doing it. And I think it's just, sometimes it's better when it's just me by myself with him, because if you're around, he'll look for you, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you're not around, like he's, you know, I, I got it. And sounds like someone's advocating for me having two day, two day trips away. Wow. Look at this. No, no, I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying that in the context of this, maybe it would be a good idea for the dad. Maybe he just needs to spend some time alone with his son without the mom around because, you know, if the mom's around, and the automatic reaction is for, you know, his son to like turn to her. If you remove her from the equation, you know, there's one adult in the room and, you know, only <laughs> there's only there's only one of you can come out on top <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's an idea. I mean, obviously it's a problem if he doesn't want to do that, right? Like, I mean, that's that's an issue. Um but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where my head goes on that. Yeah, I think she so she wanted to know should she say something to her husband? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What a what a str- Yes, you should say something. If your husband is too immature to have a conversation uh with you about something that you're noticing that's like objectively weird and should stop, then that's that's obviously not great. And I'm not saying, well, you should just leave this guy, but like, I think that's an opportunity for improvement. And in this case, it would be in the form of therapy. I think you, you, you've got to have, you've got to be able to communicate with your spouse around delicate topics. And, and there shouldn't be this fear around saying something to him that's clearly going to help him out. So, I mean, to me, I think that, you know, I'm not saying, I don't know this guy, so I don't know what the best approach is, but for me, I would want to help him to understand that, you know, that this kid is constantly changing and whatever attitude he has toward you, there's a very good chance that it's related to like, the, the internal like negativity and conflict that you're dealing with. We're, we're dealing with like tough times financially. And as a result of that, your mood is not great. I get that it's not that you're in a bad place, but your mood is not great. Your energy is like super off and our child feels it like he's, he's responding to that. So what you're getting out of him is a reflection of what we're getting and what he's getting out of you. So maybe clean that up first. And then the next part of what I would say is, and here's why you're going to want to do that because whether you like it or not, you're going to have to pay to raise this child. Okay. (laughs) Like you, you have to pay to raise him. Uh, And, and he's going to get older and older and older. And while like, you know, this might be a temporary thing right now, uh, if you show 
a resentful nature toward this child simply because he's not respond, responding to you in the way you would like and you don't take extra extra pains and extra steps to figure out a better way to connect with him um over time what turned what what started out as just a child just kind of you know acting the way however he was acting and then it goes from this child is like my dad doesn't want to be around me he doesn't love me he doesn't care about me because dad gave up out of frustration and you know that's so that's um I, th I think if one other thing I would say it's not about you like I mean as a dad your job is to build the mind of the minds of your kids and then build defenses for their minds right like help them to to be in a place where they're they've got a strong mind, strong offensive mind, and a strong defensive mind. Some more sports for y'all right there. <laughs> Parent like an athlete, y'all. <laughs> strong defense, strong offense. And and you know what? Like there are gonna be times where your child's gonna do something you really don't like, but when it's a, a one and a half. He's just too young to for it to even matter. It's like you're gonna get offended by that. Like I, I shudder to, to think how this you know guy responds to some negative criticism at work. Like, <laughs> like, like what happened when his teacher wrote on his on his uh, math test like shoddy work. Room for improvement. Room for improvement. <laughs> you can do. You're you're better than this. <laughs> You're, you're better than this. Uh, yeah, this guy, he, he sounds he sounds a little sensitive. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think? One more? I don't know. I, I feel weird about, about making our podcast short. Like, y'all, I had this whole plan. We were going to, because the first episode was like, almost an hour and a half an hour and a half that's too long it was too long and then i was like okay well let's find a way to streamline this down to 30 minutes but 30 minutes is just all business you know it's like oh we're gonna read we're gonna read the story we're gonna talk about it and then you know and it there's no room for us to just like you know shoot the poo you know shoot the I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to curse on this <laughs> You cursed twice on the last one. Like, yeah, I... you did. It was just so free flowing. I was like, "Did you bleep me?" No, I didn't bleep. You want the world Maybe to know? You should have bleeped me. That would have been kind of fun. I don't know how to do that bleep. yet. I, okay, I probably could figure it out, but I just didn't want to. But yeah, anyway, so I'm. We're gonna keep the cursing to zero. <laughs> Shooting the poo. <laughs> that sounds gross. That does not sound good. Yeah, no, it's not good. Um, okay, well, let's do another one. Okay. What were you going to say? No, I, I was going to say, I just wonder if anyone's going to listen this far into the podcast. <laughs> you know, the thing is, someone will, though. Like, I, I've seen the metrics. There are people who did go pretty deep, and I don't want to disappoint those people. Okay. Well, hey, if if you're the person that is still listening at this point, we appreciate you. Person, Thank you. person. There's, if, you, if you're one of the masses, <laughs> if you're one of the thousands of people, the still hundreds of thousands of people who are still, yeah. Um, okay. I feel like we should finish with something like light and fun. Light and fun. Okay. Um, oh, did you, did you have something in mind? Why don't you tell everyone a story while I figure out what's next because this, this is I didn't prepare for this I mean a story about what tell them a story about um tell them about your weekend <laughs> okay I I don't know uh you can you're just gonna cut it though so that's not true if it's a good story I'm keeping it I mean, we had a great weekend. We went away to uh, 
a place in Dripping Springs. For those of you that know the Austin area, it's like 45 minutes away. Had a little staycation. Um, one thing that we discovered, well, we kind of knew this before we went, but um, going away with a baby who goes to sleep early is a little restrictive because, you know, you have your dinner early and then you put them down and then you're kind of stuck in the hotel room <laughs> trying not to make any noise for the rest of the night. So, you know, normally we're at home. We can come down to our living room. You know, sometimes we get a sitter, we go out. Sometimes we just watch TV and hang out. But, uh, yeah, it's a little different. Um, so not sure if we're going to be going anywhere. Well, we have a wedding to go to. but uh, Yeah. So it, funny that you told that story. Um, because this is what I came up with. And I mean, it's just like a, it just aligned perfectly. (laughs) This wasn't even rehearsed. (laughs) Tips for staying in a hotel for four nights. We haven't stayed in a hotel with our kids since our now four-year-old was a baby. She has always and still does go to bed way earlier than we do. So when we travel, we always stay in a condo or Airbnb or with family. But Mill, mother-in-law, is paying for this trip, and she refuses to stay anywhere but a hotel. Fancy. (laughs) She She will thankfully be in another room, but my husband and I, his 14-year-old, and our four-year-old are staying in a room. Any tips on keeping us all sane in there and her entertained? Should I buy her some new toy or something? My husband is already mad because... Since we will be out doing things during the day, she won't be getting a nap, which means she will need to go to bed on time, if not earlier. But he doesn't want to he doesn't want to just sit in a dark, quiet room for hours while she sleeps. I told him he's just going to have to deal with it. I already know our sleep is going to be crap. I'm just trying to find ways to keep everyone as happy as I can. <laughs> Okay, I have a few thoughts on this. Yeah. I think that as adults with children, you need to make the best decision for your family. And just because your mother-in-law wants you to stay at a hotel does not mean that that's what you should do, um, first of all. And, you know, did she say that the mother-in-law is paying for it? The mother-in-law is paying for the trip. Yes. I mean, I think, first of all, it needs to be a conversation with the mother-in-law that says, thank you so much for paying for the trip. Unfortunately, staying in a hotel is going to be really difficult for us because, you know, we have a four-year-old who needs to go to bed early. And if she goes to bed early, we all have to go to bed early. Otherwise, I mean, one, we can't leave her in the hotel room by herself. And two, if we come in and out of the hotel room anyway, we're going to wake her up. So it just doesn't work. Um, you know, is there a compromise? Could we stay at a condo? And then maybe in the evenings y'all could come over. Um, I mean, there's just, there's ways around this, right? And it seems, it seems kind of crazy. Also the husband saying that we're going to be out all day and she can't take a nap. I mean, there's ways, you know, Coming back to the hotel room for 90 minutes, two hours, like only one of them has to come. I mean, I get that it might be inconvenient, but if it's going to be less tantrums or a better night's sleep, it's probably worth it, right? Like, Also, like if y'all go out for like a big brunch or something, you might want to come back and have a nap anyway, or you might need a break from this mother-in-law, you know, just to hang out in the room for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, hmm. We, as you mentioned, we had our our little trip, and we ran into this issue. Uh, it was, it was like, should we climb out of the bedroom window? <laughs> uh, how do we do this? We we just stayed in the room and just to sit on the front porch, not to leave him. To sit on the front porch. Yeah, we're not. We're not those kinds of parents. <laughs> hey, any, any of y'all wondering if you can check into a hotel 
um, and leave your baby sleeping there with the monitor while you're like hanging out somewhere else in the hotel and the restaurant. You can't. It's 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 illegal. Uh, you can't do it. <laughs> Trust me. Um, not because not that I because I found out or anything. <laughs> not because we got arrested or anything. I read an article about <laughs> some famous person who did it and they got arrested and and it was like, well, of course that's who? illegal. Who was that? I don't remember because I'm not really into that you know, celebrity stuff. Mm. It was just something that caught my eye because it was like a legal thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a lawyer. So I, I, you know, I get excited about law stuff. Um, <laughs> about people breaking the law. Yeah. Yeah. So what you said about, you know, Hey, um, mother-in-law is paying for the trip. Just pay for the trip yourself. Or, you know, the husband's the one that's the most upset about all this. Like, just talk to his, just, hey, dude, just talk to your mom and tell her, you know, what your problem is. I mean, she's she's clearly like a very nice person that she's offering to pay for your trip. I mean, this doesn't sound like the most unreasonable person on earth. I, I think there's a way to work this out. Also. Well, unless she's doing it to assert control. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, great way to assert control is to come off as like a superstar uh, grandma who makes it easy for a uh, 14-year-old grandson to get out and hang out with her a little bit, you know, after after the four-year-old goes to bed at 6.30. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I mean, so I would say son should just talk to his mom. He's the one that's the most upset about this. Uh, but but here's the thing. I looked at this earlier and I was like, I need to read the comments because I need some tips. I I we failed mostly because we were just you know stuck in the room and we just didn't do it right. Um, and I found something interesting. There's a product. It's called Slumber Pod. We are not getting paid to say slumber pod. But slumber pod, if you're listening and you would like to sponsor this podcast, then hit us up. We'd love to try. <laughs> she doesn't even know what slumber pod is. Yet, I have no idea. Which is I didn't hilarious. peek at this one. This yeah. is like, I'm off the cuff on this one. So I looked up what the slumber pod is. It is basically a giant blackout tent that, um, that wraps your travel crib or travel bassinet or whatever, like it just wraps it in this tent and then it comes, you can like buy a fan that goes with it. But I was just like, you know, get the white noise machine. You surround it with white noise and then people can kind of like move around and about. You can have the lights on. It blocks out like 90% of in room light, not like just, you know, ambient light. Like, huh. It 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 turns it into like a, a fortress of solitude for the baby apparently, and and moms on call recommends this, mm-hmm. like so it's it's legit. Um, I mean I haven't tried it, but we'll. we'll I mean, you still like, would have to be like if you were in a hotel room though, you'd still be in the room. You'd still be in the room, but I guess what I'm saying is, last night we couldn't. Even, so the, this place we were staying at, we couldn't even go into the living space and just grab something out of the refrigerator. Like, like we left things mm. in the, in the living room space where he was sleeping in the living where room. he was sleeping. And, and so we were just kind of like stuck in our rooms. Like we couldn't, I mean, I guess it's a better situation than if you literally just had one room, like a hotel room, like at least we had a separate kitchen dining. But- you know, living where he was. But even, but this, but this slumber pod is designed to like help you use that one hotel room. I, I don't know what hotel rooms have enough room for that. That was my next that. question. It sounds pretty big. Yeah. So maybe if you're at the, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm just, I was about to say something. You know what? Best Western's fine. I'm, I, you know, I've stayed some nice <laughs> best. I was going to say something not nice about Best West, Best Western. But Maybe if you're at like a, you know, it's great. Re, what is that? Uh, Ramada Inn. No, I was going to say the, uh, the motel, like a motel, like Motel Six. Motel Six, yeah. Yeah. Like you see on the side of the highway. 
yeah. I mean, I don't know if Motel 6 would accommodate a slumber pod. But, you know, if you're at, like, the St. Regis, like, you know, maybe. I don't know what that is. It sounds like something fancy, I guess. It's very fancy. Oh, Lord. I've never stayed there, but, you know. She's just dropping (laughs) dropping names of places that she's never been like she's been. I mean, you know, we don't know what this mother, this mother-in-law could be like, you know, millionaire mother-in-law. It's possible. Very possible. Okay, y'all. So we're doing one more bonus. One for good luck. One last story. And then we'll leave you alone. And then you're going to leave us alone. <laughs> okay, here it is. Oh, you, Did you want to read it or? You go for it. I'm going to read it. Okay. Can we stop with the however months old after a year? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Someone my gosh. Is is amped about this already. <laughs> Why do parents do this? I have a two and a half old. And it's kind of annoying when a pa- when asking parents, this person is just really bothering me with their grammar. I have there's a, a there's a lot of that on Reddit. I have a number number two in the letter N and then space a space half old. I have a two and a half old. Oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> Okay, deep breaths. And it's kind of annoying when asking parents in their like, oh, he's 38 months or whatever, lol, after a year, <laughs> it shouldn't go by months anymore. I mean, it doesn't ruin my day or anything. I just think it's silly, lol. Okay. Lol, 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 lol. Lol, lol, lol. <laughs> right. you, got some pro- you got some problems with this. Let's I tell go. you what, it kind of drives me nuts i would say like up to like maybe 18 months i think obviously up to a year up to you know 10 11 months great then they're one yeah like it's like i think people like i think 18 months to me is the cutoff like when i hear people say she's she's 23 months or yeah he's he's 32 months next week it's like what like humans don't think like that right like the only way that people talk about this is with babies. Do you do you know why they do that? No. Do you? I have a theory. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay, so so I, I you guys haven't heard me talk about this, but there is a place called the Thinkery, uh, that's near us. And, you know, I'll, we'll frequently take our son to the Thinkery. And when you run into parents there, they're always asking the same question Mm. how old is he how old is he oh he's so cute how old is he (laughs) and it's like gross okay like i can't ask you how old you are (laughs) like i can't do that but you're asking how old because you know we're in the little baby the baby the small baby section right where they're not able to do a whole lot so it's like we're going to keep them over there <laughs> and and it's just like this kind of like baby measuring contest that's going on they're like yeah oh, oh yeah like well mine is my and in their head it's like mine is this old and he looks like he's this old but if he's younger than mine, then it's like maybe mine is like yeah. not progressing fast enough. And it's literally and it's like coming out. And so then I'll say how old he is. And then they'll be like, wow, he's really big for his age. Like, or wow, that's and it's just like, man, is he, is he walking? Is he doing this? Yeah, well, my, mine's mine's not. But yes. You know. Then they follow up with the they're, they're looking for something to like. To level set the the difference, like oh, our kid is so much bigger. Well, is he walking earlier, or is that yeah. just my kid? And it's just like, yo, this has got to stop. So, I mean, I haven't had anyone tell me that they have a twenty three month old baby. Uh, so I haven't actually heard this, but I don't necessarily like talking in months. Yeah, after one. And in it, but you know what? The thing is, I know why people are doing it. And sometimes I like to have a little fun with it, you know? Sometimes I want to say he's like two months younger than like a, a, a number that's two, that 
that's two less than his actual age. Like, <laughs> just to mess with people. Yeah, just to be like, oh, wow, that baby's so big. And he's walking around. How old is he? He's nine months. <laughs> this child's 13. No, yeah, nine, nine months. What? That's crazy. Yeah. We should, we should part. That I think that would ruin someone's do. day. That's not, that's not a nice thing. We should not do that. <laughs> That would that would literally ruin one of these people's days because that's that's what's going on in their heads. It's so yeah, it's a, it's it's a so comparison obvious. thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I do. I, it it really annoys me with older babies to talk in months. It's like, imagine, yeah, imagine if you had to, if you answered that question for yourself in months. Like, how many months old are you? Oh, I don't want to do math in my head. Yeah, I don't want to spell in my head or do math in my head. Yeah. I don't want to work out how many months old I am Um, because it seems – but it's just – it's a strange concept. Like makes total sense for like babies, you know, on the younger, less than one, especially because they change so much, you know, Mm. and they they develop so much, you know, every every week. But, yeah, please stop this, people. Please stop, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And stop asking if someone has a, a name for their baby. Yes. Stop that. Yes. Stop it. Do, what percentage? I mean, I thought we were done, but like what percentage of we are done. <laughs> we are done. But what percentage of the people out there who are who are expecting actually disclose the name of the baby? Like just willing willingly before they know. Like There's- how, there is people that do that. But no, but like how, what percentage? Like, are you like, is it 10%? Is it 20%? Are we talking like 45%? Is half the population like just, I would say just waiting like with bated breath? Like, because a lot respond? of people have like baby showers with like baby so and so. I mean, we know people that, you know, literally find out they're pregnant and are posting as soon as they find out the sex at nine weeks, Yo. they're posting like, baby so-and-so billy. baby billy you know you know they're getting the name baby bob thornton <laughs> the named onesies and everything is like billy this billy that and it's like what if you change your mind like do you not want the prerogative to change your mind and i guess you could still change your mind but like uh, you're know. committed it's... if you're telling people yeah i think i think so i don't know i mean the only way you wouldn't be committed is if like you know, one parent just went rogue. It was like, oh, what about if you got like, like if you got a lot of feedback on the name? Everyone like, hey, Billy, like don't call your kid Billy. Like Billy sucks, you know. And it like go in your head. For the record, we like the name Billy. Rex, yeah. on the other hand, uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. If you're a Rex, we love Rex Chapman. So, well, I do. I don't know who that is. Anyway, uh, he's a he played basketball for the Kentucky Wildcats and oh. the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. Um, a champion, in fact. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, we were on that note. We were we were wrapping it up. We were wrapping it up, and then we got just I don't know how we even started rambling about this, but. Uh, but you know what? This is a great opportunity to remind you to like this video and subscribe and share it with your friends and comment. Drop some comments. Please comment. We don't know. We should have said this earlier because most people are gone. Yeah. But the true ones, the ones that are truly here <laughs> to have fun with us. A ride or die. And to, yeah, ride or dies. Drop some comments because. You know, we we don't know, like, nearly as much as we'd like to know. Like, yeah, we're, we know. We know that thing. We know, like, the same. I feel like we know, like, the, the similar percentage of, like, what other people know. And so we're just trying to, like, put our little bit that we know and link it up like Lego blocks with the little bit that you know. And we can just, like, crowdsource this. We can crowdsource parenting like an athlete. I mean, you guys can even join us on some yeah. episodes. Yeah. Know? We can do a live show. Yeah. If you guys are, if you're watching this right now. And, and you want to be a part of the show. And you want to be on a live, live hit show. Hit us up. Did you hear a big yeah. cry? 
Yo, I think we woke the baby. I think we woke the baby. He'll go back to sleep. <laughs> but we probably shouldn't be talking so loud. Yeah. Okay, well. Okay, well, it seems like a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. thanks for your support. We appreciate you. Oh, he's really mad. He's like, well, y'all pot down already. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, y'all. <laughs> Later. Ciao for now. <laughs>